Welcome to Dr. Eric's Relentless Vitality Podcast. Our focus is on optimizing physical and mental vitality, maximizing performance, and extending lifespan. Dr. Eric is a licensed physician with a wealth of expertise in age management and preventive medicine, whose goal is enabling his patients to stay young, feel their best, and enjoy a higher quality of life. Morning, everyone. Dr. Eric, continuing on my hormonal saga, my uh, series on hormones, weight loss, fat loss, and muscle gain. So I did an intro, talked a little bit about leptin and ghrelin. Today, I'm going to talk about, uh, first of all, ghrelin. Uh, ghrelin, a lot of people think of it as the hunger hormone, which it is, uh, but it does so much more than that. Very, very important. So I'm going to run through a list of things and dive into a little bit deeper, but uh, some important things that it has as well, in addition to, of course, hunger hormone, it makes you want to eat, right? When you're in a starved state or you've been fasting, ghrelin kicks up and that's what makes your belly grumble, makes what makes you hungry and want to eat. It's a survival mechanism to tell your body to take in calories. So, however, ghrelin also has modulatory function in the body as well. It's very important for lowering inflammation and providing immune support throughout the body, which of course is very important. It actually has some memory and cognitive support and is very supportive of bone health and bone restriction, keeping your bones strong and healthy actually has some re- uh, lowering of blood pressure and uh, important for growth hormone production and stimulation. This is why when we use, and when I use peptide therapy, the GHRHs and GHRPs, they actually stimulate ghrelin because it has a modulatory effect. I'll show you on a slide. In fact, it reduces somatostatin. Somatostatin is that inhibitory effect on growth hormone production and release. So by this mechanism, it enables your pituitary gland to pump out growth hormone which of course is massively beneficial for our bodies. And of course, we can make most of it during the evening, but when we use these awesome peptides, we could uh, stimulate that a little bit more and get a, a better release because that function drops as we get older, as do a lot of our hormones. So by producing optimal amounts of growth hormone at the right time in a normal circadian rhythm, which is very different from exogenous growth hormone uh, uh, injections, uh, you have a massive anti-quote-unquote you know, anti-aging effect, uh, cytoprotective effect, healing, uh, etc. So uh, very important. And as I just mentioned, the cytoprotection, meaning protective of the cells. It protects the cells from injury, helps boost your mitochondrial function, make them stronger and healthier and more efficient uh, for fat burning and for fuel use and for decreasing the production of free radicals and other inflammatory compounds. So the cytoprotection is very important. And of course, we all know about the importance of maintaining our mitochondria. Ghrelin has also been noted to have some uh, antidepressant and anti-anxiety effects. So it's stress protective. Uh, in our stressful society, very important. I talked about mitochondria. And the other cool thing is that it's very necessary for deep wave sleep. Obviously, if you, your ghrelin gets too high or too low, it can be problematic. But uh, you know, most of the time, we want it con- controlled. However, you don't want to eliminate it completely because, you, again, you need it for that deep wave sleep, which is very restorative. So it's interesting. Uh, and then, of course, the flip side is that by getting appropriate deep sleep, you're going to help optimize your ghrelin as well. So it's a, it's a balance. But as with everything, you want it just right. So some things that can increase ghrelin, of course, fasting and uh, food deprivation, uh, stress and sleep deprivation are noted, of course. Of course, if you're stressed out or you don't sleep well, the next day, of course, you get those hungers and those cravings. And uh, most people are a little bit less insulin sensitive. You're craving sweets and salts, etc. And this is one of the mechanisms by which you can do that. Interestingly, uh, there's been some studies talking about fiber, zinc, and resistant starch increasing ghrelin as well. Um, but the biggest ones you think about are things like, again, food deprivation, fasting, starving, uh, and sleep deprivation. Ghrelin can be decreased by, uh, of course, adequate sleep, which I talked about. You get adequate sleep and you will lower de- your, your, your ghrelin levels, but again, you don't want bottom because then you need it for sleep. Uh, but again, most of the time, if you're getting at seven, eight hours of sleep, quality sleep, you're gonna be fine. So the most important thing is sleep. Vitamin D is also supportive of ghrelin and adequate protein intake. 
adequate protein intake, of course, will balance out and supply with adequate glucagon, which we'll talk about later, as well as um, keeping your ghrelin levels optimized. So this is just a quick graph of the, the hypothalamus in the brain and GHIH and GHRH and ghrelin. The, the GHIH is basically the inhibitory factor the somatostat was talking about. All I want you to see out of this is that ghrelin on the right will inhibit that and allow your uh, anterior your pituitary gland in the middle there to produce growth hormone and provide a beneficial effect on your body. That's all I wanted to get out of this. It's kind of a busy slide. Same with this one here. I'll talk about this, but the bottom line is, of course, when you're in starvation, when your body's gonna stop making heat, you're gonna store fat, and you're gonna stimulate uh, bone differentiation and protect your bones. You're gonna pr promote muscle differentiation and fusion, prevent atrophy. You're gonna keep your muscles so you can you know, get out and, and fight and find food, right? That was the survival mechanism. So it can protect your bones, protect your muscle, uh, keeps you in that mode. It can also reduce uh, sympathetic uh, heart activity, enhance survival, uh, has been noted after cardiac injury. So it's very cardioprotective as well. And there's been some studies showing it's protective against breast cancers. And of course, you can increase glucagon stimulation on the top left in the pancreas. There. Just a busy slide, just, just more of a graphic of this, which is that in addition to being the hunger hormone, a lot of other functions inhibit insulin secretion and regulates uh, out, uh, output of sugar by the, by the liver with glucagon. Uh, it regulates your energy homeostasis by, again, decreasing your, th your heat production, thermogenesis, you're, again, you're reducing that energy expenditure because you want to um, uh, keep your body in survival mode, store, store the fat and store fuel. You may think that's not a good thing, but again, it has its purpose. And again, it's in, in controlled function. This is perfect because again, it has uh, protective effects on the heart, uh, prevents the muscle from breaking down, and it keeps your bones strong and healthy. And as I mentioned, it also may be a potential target for protecting against cancers. Um, some things you can do to optimize your ghrelin, of course, and proper meal timing, again, adequate meals, adequate protein intake. And a lot of studies and a lot of, a lot of uh, people, have, of course, know that with uh, breakfast is a good time to eat. I know a lot of people fast, but many people do better eating a, a good breakfast, especially full of protein and carbohydrates. Studies have shown that it can blunt that ghrelin release later, so you're not starving later in the day. A lot of people eat or fast or eat a light breakfast, and then in the evening when they're, they're chilling out and they're supposed to not be eating, they get those munchies. How many people have those late night cravings and you want to go to the fridge and eat something, especially a lot of sweets and sugars and fats right before bed, and that's not good, of course. So this is a, by, by having an adequate protein and carbohydrate breakfast, you can blunt this response and maintain adequate ratios of ghrelin and leptin and everything throughout the, throughout the morning. A lot of people do well with proteins and fats, so it's very satiating. But again, a protein and carb breakfast works very well. So you have to experiment, see what works for you. But both of them have been shown to improve ghrelin optimization, prevent late night snacking, keep your metabolism and your hunger controlled. Of course, adequate sleep uh, is very beneficial as well. As we talked about, we want to maintain uh, normal sleep patterns. This will help keep ghrelin and leptin optimized. And of course, no long-term dieting, right? A long-term dieting, severe caloric restriction can really mess up your leptin and ghrelin and other thyroid, thyroid and other hormones. So we have to be careful with that as well. So that's it for ghrelin. Stay tuned for the next time I'm going to talk about insulin. So I want everyone to have a great day and we will talk to you soon.